Would you open your Bible and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3? God is good, church. Mm. Proverbs chapter 3. Don't forget to pray for Pastor Dave and the, our home missionaries there in New York this whole week. Believing for transformation in their lives. Amen. Look at two verses with me, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, somebody say all your ways. There we go. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Father, thank you so much for your presence in this room. As we have just worshiped you, you have flooded this place with your presence. Thank you for what you have done providing for us, healing our bodies, cleansing our hearts. Now we pray that you would teach us, show us truths and mysteries and insight from your word, God. Lead us to a place of great success. We give you praise for it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Come on and say amen one more time. Does anybody want success, great success in your life? Let me see your hand if you'd like success. You'd like to be successful in, in all that you do. If you're married, would you like your, your marriage to be successful? If you have children, would you like your home and your family environment to be successful? If you are employed, do you want your employment to be successful? Do you want your finances successful? Does anybody want success? I do. I hope everybody wants success. I think we can pray for success. I believe we can seek after success. And I believe God will lead us to success. In our society today, there is great stress to be educated in order to be successful. Nothing wrong with that. I want all of my children, all three of them, I want them to continue after high school in their learning. I don't know what that's going to look like necessarily. It may be a local college. It may be a university. It may be a junior college. I don't know. It may be culinary school for Daisy because she wants to be a chef someday. I don't know. Hey, Louie. How you doing? Did you cook this weekend? I see that. I can't wait to taste one. <laughs> Louie went to culinary school. He baked me some cookies and my mouth is watering just talking about it. I haven't got to taste it yet. But I want them to be successful. By the way, speaking of Continuing in education, I'll just go ahead and drop this bomb on everybody right now. But come September, I've been praying about this for about five years. Come September, I'm going to start my master's degree. And um, so I, I want you to pray for me. It's, I'm way past college years, right? But I could not get away from it, and I kept praying about it, and I felt God prompt me and, and just push me gently toward this and it was the right place and the right time. Are you ready for this? It's in the UK. Don't get nervous. I'm still going to be your pastor. 
It's a long distance program that I, I have to just start it there and then I can finish the rest of the, the year here. So I'm going to go to the, the UK come September for a little bit just to get things started and then I'll finish long distance. But I want you to know and I want you to be praying for me. I'm going to be studying uh, an emphasis on Pentecostal theology. Does that sound right for me? <laughs> I don't know, church. I feel like this place is going to be a pivotal place in the last days. I feel like La Palma Christian Center will be a pivotal place of teaching and a, a, a classroom, really, for the Holy Spirit to do what only the Holy Spirit can do. That's why I yield today. That's why I say, you know, uh, God is going to provide. It's by the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's not on my agenda. It's not in my notes. That's why I'm just praying for different ones as the Holy Spirit would lead me because I believe that there's some things that only can happen by the Spirit of God. Do you believe that? So I want to educate myself and be part of this great teaching in the last days. There's so many climbing the corporate ladder of success. That's all right. That's all right. But in the world, they're climbing over people. They're elbowing people out of their way. They're, they're rigging it so uh, somebody else will fail so they can succeed. That's not how it happens for God's sons and God's daughters. That's not how it should be for God's people. Let God open the door. Let God elevate. Let God lift you up in due time, in due season. And I believe that that is what he's going to do for those who came forward for this prayer today. There are hopes of the parents for the, the success of their children. Hopefully there are dreams of the young person that one day they will be successful in what area, whatever area God plants them in. Only God knows if any of my children will be in full-time ministry. I can't call them to that. That's not my place. But if they're in full-time ministry or if they're in some other occupation full-time, I pray that they would be successful in that. And I pray that they would always follow hard after God and would seek Him and serve Him and love Him no matter where they are. And all the parents said amen. amen. That's what we want for our children. That makes success if you ask me. What is success, by the way? Let's talk about a couple things that success is not. Success is not financial security. Although, anybody want just a little bit more money right now? Anybody take just a little bit more money right now? I would take a little bit more money right now. But I think we have to be careful in the pursuit of money because then the money can become the God. And money is never supposed to be ahead of God. Money is just a vehicle. Money is just a tool. Be careful chasing after money. There are people who chase after it and they actually find it and they gain a lot of it, but they're still not successful. They're just rich. Mark 8, 36, what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world? But he loses his own soul. Be careful in the pursuit of money. Some are thinking, well, it goes hand in hand with money, but they think the fame and the, and the popularity and the accolades and the pats on the back from the world, that's the way to go. And then I'll be uh, on the magazines and in the newspaper and, and on the TV, and then I'll, I'll be noticed. Then I'll be successful. It's not in fame. It's not in fortune. 
It's not in popularity. 1 John 2, 17, And the world is passing away, and the lust of the world. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So here it is. I believe success is living in the will of God. You want real success? You want true success? Live in the will of God. Some may bristle just a little bit at my thought of even pursuing success. Thinking maybe that God's children really shouldn't be pursuing success. I believe we should. In Joshua, don't, you don't need to turn here, but let me just recap something that is in, in the book of Joshua chapter 1. Moses died. New leadership. Joshua. Y'all remember Joshua? Joshua was one of 12 that went to spy out the land that God promised them, Canaan. Joshua was one of two of the 12 that came back and said, we are well able to take this land. Let's go get it. Yeah, there's giants in the land, but with God on our side, we are well able to overcome them. Let's go get what God said we could have. That's Joshua. Isn't it interesting? You never know today what God might do tomorrow. You never know today what God might do next month or next year. Joshua was just being found faithful way back here, and all at once now he is the top leader in command. But he's a little bit nervous, I think. He's a little bit afraid because this is new territory for him, and God does what he does so often and so lovingly. He whispers to Joshua in, in the first chapter here in the sixth verse, Be strong, be of good courage, for to this people and to you, shall divide an, an inheritance of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. He says it again, be strong, be very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. That sounds like success to me. God prospering us wherever we go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night you, that, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. We have a part to play. And then you will have good success. That's what the Bible says in Joshua. I think it's fine and it's proper that we pursue success. Good success is God's success. If you want to be truly successful and have good success, then you keep God in the equation and you'll have godly success. Godly success is good success. So today I want to look at God's foolproof formula for success. If you're taking notes, I want you to jot down three thoughts. Number one, receive the Son of God. Back to our text in Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. God's formula for success begins with trust, faith. Faith equals trust. Faith is simple belief. How many have 
decided that you are going to follow Christ, you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, would you mind just shaking your head or lifting your hand or nodding or saying amen? Do I have any followers of Christ out here in the crowd today? Well, at some point, in order for you to become a follower of Christ, you had to come, come to a place of realization that you needed Christ. You needed a Savior, someone to save. Save you from what? Save you from sin. The Bible is very clear that all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. And because we were all born into sin, we are all sinners. And because we are all sinners, we are in need of someone that can take away the sin and forgive us of all the wrong. And that someone is Jesus Christ, the Savior of sin, the Savior of mankind, the Savior of the world. At some point... You had to come to a place where you realized you were a sinner and you needed someone to save you from sin and forgive you of sin. And in that moment, mine happened to be November the 14th, 1982, I decided to put my trust in the Son of God and receive the Son of God, trusting in the Lord. I'm so thankful today that I put my trust in Him those many years ago. How about you? This is God's formula for success. It all starts right here. By putting your trust, taking a big step of faith or trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord, by the way, this phrase, trust in the Lord, I found that it occurs 152 times in the Old Testament alone. 152 times they are exhorted, they are encouraged, trust in the Lord. In the New Testament, the equivalent phrase is, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is where success begins. Nicodemus didn't fully understand this, did he? Nicodemus, do you remember this character in the Bible? He's having a conversation with Jesus about everlasting life and how you live forever. And Jesus said, well, you've got to be born again. And he said, I don't get that. I don't understand that. How can you climb back into your mother's womb when you've already been born? Jesus said, Unless a man be born of water, that is the, the fleshly. That's why a woman's water breaks. That's the fleshly birthing right there and of the spirit he says he cannot see the kingdom of heaven Nicodemus was successful in the world's eyes he was a religious ruler he had some bit of status he had position but he was lost and needed salvation to truly be successful Billy Graham was witnessing to Marilyn Monroe when she was still alive many years ago. Trying to convince her to put her trust in the Lord. And why it would benefit her life to trust in the Lord. And Marilyn Monroe says to Billy Graham, I don't need your Jesus. One of the most famous actresses of her day, yes, 
but really one of the most famous actresses of all time. She's really considered now a legend, Marilyn Monroe. Her merchandise still is at the top of sales every year, Marilyn Monroe. Sounds pretty successful, but without Jesus in your life and without trusting the Lord, there's no success to be found. Begin at the beginning. Start at the start. John 1, 12. But as many as received the Son of God, but as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in His name. Amen. Do I have any sons and daughters who are just thankful today that He gave us the right to be called children of God? Amen. It starts with receiving the Son of God. It continues by reading the Word of God. You want true success? Here it is. Read the Word of God. This isn't like any other book you'll ever read, you'll ever hold, you'll ever look at, you'll ever hear. It's inspired by God, written by men throughout, throughout the ages, born in different parts of the world, born in different eras of time, all cohesive and all supporting, uh, hallelujah, from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Do you believe that this is the inspired Word of God? Do you believe that it is living and active and able to change our lives? Do you believe that it will give you direction on how you should live day after day after day? then why don't we read it more? Why don't we study it more? Why do we not hide it in our hearts? Why do we not memorize it? Why do we not delight in it? Why is it not the priority that it ought to be in our lives, I wonder then? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what else does it say following? Mm -hmm. Which is exactly the opposite of what we do. Usually, our knee-jerk reaction, our instinct, is to lean on our own understanding. That doesn't make sense to me. Anybody ever said that? That doesn't make sense to me. Well, there's plenty of stuff in God's Word that won't make sense to you. How do you turn wedding water into wine? Hallelujah. Doesn't make sense, does it? How do you take a leprous somebody and all at once they're clean and they're whole? How do you make somebody that was crippled walk again? How do you make somebody deaf hear again? How do you make somebody blind see again? It doesn't make sense to me. But we're not to lean on our own understanding. Our human tendency is to do the exact opposite of this. But let's face it, our human understanding is limited. There's only so much that we know today. Think with me for just a moment of all the billions of dollars that have been spent and all the billions of hours in research for a cure for cancer, let's say. A cure for heart disease, let's say. Have they made strides toward progress? I would say absolutely and thank God for it. But in all the billions of dollars spent throughout time and all of the billions of hours in research, they still have not come to an understanding 
of how to cure cancer because our understanding is limited. Our understanding is also flawed. It's faulty. Do you ever think something was going to turn out one way and then all of a sudden you saw a different perspective, you saw more pieces of the puzzle, and your understanding shifted? I didn't understand it that way. Sometimes our understanding is limited, it's flawed. We can be educated and still miss the truth. Look at 2 Timothy 3, 7. Always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Some today believe that learning is the God. Knowledge is power, they teach. And I believe we need to fill our minds with, with all the knowledge that we can and be educated. That's why I'm pursuing more education in this focus. But here's what we need to educate ourselves with primarily right here. It's the holy word of God. You see, the Bible will give God's view of life and show us the path to success. Jot down these four things that reading the word of God will give you. It will impart wisdom. Anybody need a little bit of wisdom? How do you raise teenagers in today's society? God, give me wisdom. How do you raise an eight-year-old in today's society? My God, give me wisdom. How do you sort through life today? God, give me wisdom. He'll give it to us if we open his word and read his word and impart his word. Psalm 119.99, I have more wisdom, more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies. Your word is my meditation. It also not only gives us wisdom, it gives us understanding. Through your precepts, Psalm 119, 104, I receive understanding. It brings light. Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The Bible also says your word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my pathway. God's word will tell you right where he wants you today. And also illuminate the path that you're to take for tomorrow. God's word is that light. Number four here under what the Bible will give us. If we read it and apply it, it builds faith. It says to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. And lean not on our own understanding. And so since we're not leaning on our own understanding, we're going to God's word for understanding. And it gives us the faith. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. And hearing, how does hearing come? By the word of God. So it's like this wonderful cycle from God. Faith in the Lord, trust in the Lord, comes by not leaning on our understanding, but reading the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Just continues to bring faith and build faith. We will only have good success when we have God's success. And we'll only have God's success when we read God's book, when we read the holy word of God and apply it to our lives. Anybody want success? There's one more way that I believe is a foolproof formula for success. Recognize the hand of God. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Now watch this. In all your ways, somebody say all my ways. Acknowledge him. We, we falter here as well. We don't recognize the hand of God moving in our lives. Oh, we want to we bring God into it when it's the bonus time and when the promotions come. That is going to happen for a handful of people that responded to God's call. I believe that strongly. But what about when the doctor diagnoses cancer or heart failure or, or anything else? Do you want to recognize the hand of God in that? God didn't give you the cancer. But God said he'd never leave us or forsake us. See, we've got to get to a place where we're recognizing the hand of God in our lives, come what may, no matter what. God is with me through the ups and downs of life. God is helping me no matter what I face in life. Recognize the guiding, loving, correcting hand of God in your life. And don't take the credit, by the way, for anything good that God does in your life. Because let's just face it, I'm not good enough to get where I've gotten today. You're not smart enough to get to the place where you are today. God is the one who brought you where you are today. God blessed you with what you have today. God saved you. God delivered you. God healed you. God called you. God helped you. And God is able to keep you. Recognize the hand of Almighty God in your life. It'll lead you to a path of success, good success, godly success. God is at work in every event of our lives. 2 Corinthians 5 and 18 says, Now all things are of God. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to God's purpose. Recognize the hand of God in every situation in your life. When we do this, it relieves all of the anxiety and all of the tension and all of the stress. God is at work. God is working out a plan. God is going to make a way for me. God is at work healing my body. Remember, there is a distinction and a difference between your healing or a miracle from God. Now, I believe healing, when it's all completed, is a miracle from God. So they may overlap one another, but healing, even by definition, is something that takes time. Let God heal you. Know that God's hand is working. And let all the stress and anxiety lift off of you. When you recognize the hand of God, you'll be filled with joy. You see, joy is, it, it supersedes and goes beyond happiness. We get happy when the, the heat lifts a little bit and God blows in a nice cool breeze. How many like that today? Ah, that'd make you happy, wouldn't it? Happiness. It's like a roller coaster ride, right? 
good days, the bad days, we're up and we're down, we're happy, we're sad. No, I'm talking about something that keeps us steady, eddy, as we go through life. No matter what comes, we've got this wellspring of joy that goes down deep. God's hand is at work today. He knows if we're supposed to have a dry heat come through here. God knows if it's supposed to rain. God is at work in his hand. We recognize his hand in every situation of our life. Then we just have this peace and this joy that comes. And remember this, when you get joy, you also get a bonus something. Does anybody know what you get when you get joy? The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. You get a bonus. You get a twofer right there. You go for joy and you get joy and strength combined. That sounds like a good deal to me. I like going somewhere where they say, well, you only, you only were going to buy this, but you get this as a bonus. You get this for free. God gives you joy, and he blesses you with the bonus of strength as well. That's so good right there. Recognize the hand of God working in your life. Good success. Godly success. Here it is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Can you bring that up for me? It's at the top of the, the slides, our text in its entirety. Five and six. I want you to see this. Our opening text there. Don't you appreciate our technicians helping us? I can throw them a curveball and they never, they never. Help me, David, if you don't mind, please. You have your Bible open. You got to see this. There it is. There it is. And he shall direct your path. I want you to bow your heads in this room. God longs to lead us, folks. Paths of righteousness. Paths of holiness. And as he leads us on these paths, it's the path of success. Receive the Son of God. Put your trust in him today. Trusting Him is not a one-time deal. We trust Him at that point of salvation, but we continue to put our trust in Him, put our faith and our belief in Him. Whatever you do, read the Word of God every day. If this is not a part of your routine, Start fresh today. Let your goal be something that's very attainable. Don't make a goal that you, you feel like, I'll never attain that, so then you end up not reading the word at all. You start where you need to start now. But set it in your heart and in your mind that every day, starting today, for the rest of my life on earth, 
I'm going to read the Word of God. It's just that important. If it's in the morning, I'm a morning person. I have a wonderful time that I read the Word and I'm praying to God and I'm, it's my Devo time. Karen is more of an evening. She likes to slip away while we're still watching the Food Network or something. I don't know. She'll slip away and I know she's going to go read the Word. She's going to go talk to God, whatever. Doesn't matter if it's morning or evening or maybe you've got a nice beefy lunch hour. You've got some time that you could sit right there and read the word. Find a place and a time every day for as long as you live on earth to read God's word. It's that important. And always see the hand of God working in your life working in every situation of your life. Recognize that hand. I want to pray for anybody today who has maybe never put your trust in the Lord. I believe that God sent you here today so that you could start on a brand new path, a road to success. It starts by trusting in Jesus. We're all sinners and all need saving. If you're here today and you'd say, I'm ready to trust God. I'm ready to take that first step. Lift your hand now and let me pray for you. Amen. Amen. Trusting God is a matter of confessing our sins and asking Him to forgive us of our sins. I'm going to ask you to take a very courageous step. If you are truly ready to put your trust in God today, I'm going to invite you to come and meet me right here. And we're going to pray with you. Pray a prayer of dedication of your life. So if that's you, I want you to come now and let me pray for you. Floyd, would you help me here? We have friends coming today that are surrendering their hearts and surrendering their lives to Jesus. You come on up, family. Come with them if you don't mind. This is Floyd. Floyd's going to pray with you, and I'm going to keep talking to the people for a moment. This is good church today, folks. We, we, we're getting healed, and God is providing for our needs and going to provide miracle jobs and all this. But if, if nothing else happened and two people came and gave their hearts to Jesus today, I'll just tell you what, that's good church right there. My God. Is there anybody else? We're just one big, happy, dysfunctional family here. Not dysfunctional at all. We're so functional, it's not even funny. We are whole. We are healed. We are healthy. But we are just one family here. You're ready to put your trust in Jesus. I want you to come right now. Let me pray with you. Give him your heart and give him your life today. Hallelujah. Amen. Sonny, would you help me? Come here, ladies. Thank you for coming. It's nice to have you in our service today. This is Sonny, our youth pastor's wife, and she's going to talk with you and pray with you. All right, everybody else focus over here for a moment. I wonder if I could pray for anybody who would just say, Pastor, 
I'm serving Jesus. I've decided to follow him, but I'll be honest. Sometimes I struggle with really trusting him. If that's you, I want you to stand right where you are. I'm not asking you to move from where you are, but I want to pray with anybody who's really struggling with fully trusting God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I appreciate your honesty and your courageousness, your courage. That's right. It doesn't matter who you are. This could be one of my board members. This could be one of the pastors, although they're all gone today, seem like. Listen, we struggle sometimes. If that's you, this is the time to pray about that. That's all. God, these, these are like family to me. I look out and I just, my heart, I love them so much. If you've stood, lift your hands. You're about to receive help from God right now. Wow. Help them, Lord, to trust in you. To trust in you with all their hearts. Not to struggle anymore. Pour into them, Holy Spirit, the ability even that they need to put their trust in you. Hallelujah. David, lead us in a chorus, if you don't mind. Everybody's standing. Come on.
Have your way, God. Lord, have your way in me. Come on, let's give God praise today for all that he has done in this house. He's changed our lives. He's transformed us today by the power of his Holy Spirit and we'll never be the same. Amen. This whole family came and gave their heart to the Lord over here. It's just some brand new friends that I got to meet today. Even went and got the baby out of the nursery. They're going to give everything to God today. Amen. Amen. Don't miss tonight. I don't know if you heard or not, but Living Canvas is going to be here leading worship. And Jameson Pryor is going to be preaching for us tonight. Amen. Hug on somebody's neck and love on somebody and have a wonderful afternoon and we'll see you on tonight. Lord, I give you my heart. Say, Lord, I give you my heart. Oh.